0: Hey Fathom fam, welcome to our weekly Sunday sermon podcast. We want to remind you if you haven't yet, go ahead and download our church center app. We've got lots of awesome events coming up and we don't want you to miss a thing. You can also keep tabs on us over on Instagram or YouTube, our Facebook page and our Fathom fam Facebook group. We're going to link all those resources in the show notes and we hope to see you there. But for now, we're going to jump right into the message.
1: Hey, so I'm so excited to be with you uh, this morning something struck me as I watched the video announcements invite your friends and family so they can see what a special place this is and I need you to understand that you're sitting in a special place uh, this morning I love Fathom it's like home to me I don't know, y'all have those friends man you go over their house and you just go in their refrigerator like you own the place and, and so I, I love it because I get to be myself and so couple things. I'm used to people talking back to me, so say amen if you feel like it. If you don't, I'll say it for you, Uh, but we're excited. I love uh, Pastor Kyle and his wife. They're dear friends to me, Um, and you're blessed to have um, a pastor who cares for his people and cares for their growth and cares for um, to be everything that God has created and called them to be, and so I want to go right into this today. Let's pray. Father, open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear. Open our hearts to believe and receive everything that you have for us this day. For it's in the strong name of Jesus that we pray, amen. And my wife is usually with me, but she is, uh, uh, her mother passed away recently, and so she's uh, home, so keep her lifted up and prayer. She is, uh, she said either she's going to watch or she's watching now, so if you're watching now, I love you, boo. Uh, yeah, that's my, I say it to her privately so I can say it to her. Publicly. But listen, I, I'm so grateful that I get to kick off talking about grace. And I want to be honest with you. A lot of people don't want to touch this in Scripture. The reason they don't want to touch it is because we tend to land in extremes. And so, what you end up hearing people say is they say things like, man, either they're like, man, I believe in grace. And I want to say back to them, you should, because it's in the Scripture a lot. You should believe in it. Or people say, are you one of those grace? People, And I know what they mean. They mean that, you know, when Jesus comes and he saves you and he does something for you, that means you can go and live any way you want and nothing really matters. And so I think we got to dive into this. And I think you're going to be blessed for a couple of reasons. Because one, I believe every time we come together as the family of God, the family of believers, God wants to speak to you. Somebody say, God, speak to me. I mean, I just believe that when we gather and we come in his house, he wants to talk. Directly to you. And he wants to do something in your life that affects you for eternity. And so, grace is an amazing thing. And I want to talk just from one aspect of it today. And I want to talk about being set apart by grace, being set apart by grace. And I want to say right off the bat this isn't in your notes, but if you after this don't get excited about grace, it's going to be hard to get excited about anything else. When, with your walk with the Lord. As I was driving on your campus today, I noticed crosses everywhere. And I love it because the Bible says with the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the very power of God. Every time I look at a cross in here, I'm reminded that the power of God is available for each and every one of us, not only to save us, but to help us to walk out of uh, this walk with the Lord um, on a daily basis. And so we need to get excited about it, but before we get excited about it, we have to understand what it's not. It's important to understand what grace is not. Uh, you've probably heard the word a lot. It's not just a prayer you say before you eat. How many times, you know, you, you get in and we got to say grace, and you yell at your kids because they start eating before you say grace, and you go to a restaurant, and you're like, you slap their hand. Now, you can't eat that yet because we didn't say Grace. It's not a description of sophistication. You know how you meet those people who, and they're like, they just walk and carry themselves with such grace. And we just throw that word around. It's not, here's my favorite, it's not the ability to tolerate a miserable person or a situation. You're like, he just caused somebody miserable. Y'all do it privately. You know, you ever met those people that are difficult to deal with? And, And so what ends up happening is you're nice to him and you forgive him. And somebody says, you have such grace. You just have such grace. You always forgive people. You, You know people who are always nice like that. They just forgive everybody all the time. It doesn't matter what they do. And you say, man, they have a lot of grace. It's not just a passive attitude that God has for us. Here's an important thing. It's not a license to sin. It's not simply something that is cheap. It doesn't save us by our performance. In other words, grace doesn't just allow us to perform better for God. It doesn't, it's not just something we add to our salvation. It's not a cop-out for not putting any effort into our spiritual walk. And it's not, here we go, and you could all agree with this, it's not the absence of challenges in our life. How many, times, how many of you came in and you have a challenge this morning? Be honest, It's okay. And I just need Some encouragement in this, you know, and and the beautiful thing about gathering as a family of God is, you know what, you can catch a nugget, you can catch something, you can catch a scripture, you might even get a hug or a fist bump that lets you know that you can go on. But it's not the absence of challenges. Many of you, you came in with challenges this morning. You came in with struggles and said, Lord, if you could just do something for me today, if you could just show me something today that would help me go on another day. And I understand this, that we have done church long enough to know how to wave our hands and tell people we're blessed and highly favored and be struggling on the inside. And so what is grace if it's not all that? Grace is the favor of God. It's the blessing of God. It's his attitude towards us. Watch this, it's his activity in us. In other words, every aspect of grace. This is all my introduction. I promise you I won't be here till three o'clock. So it's about him doing something for us that produces something in us. It's about him doing something for us, but ultimately doing something through us. As well, and as I began to read the Gospels and pray for your family, this church family, this morning, even as I was driving, thinking about you all, I thought about the fact that every time Jesus met somebody, he moved with an act of grace. He met them at their point of need. And you're going to see that in all things, and you'll get great teaching on this from your pastor, the rest of this, but I just want to kind of set this up and remind you that Jesus is willing to run to your weakness, He's willing to, to, to meet you right at your point of need. That's why Paul could say this. He says, my grace is sufficient to you. My, my, my strength is made perfect in weakness. But none of us like to acknowledge weakness. But it's the very thing that he runs to us with his grace with. And so Second Peter chapter 3 says this, verse 18. It says, but grow, watch this, in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and to the day of eternity. We're not only saved by grace, this is important to understand, but we're actually commanded to grow in grace on a regular basis. So if God has commanded me to grow in something, don't you think it's important for me to know a little something about it? So so he's actually saying, look, I've done something in you. I've done a work in each and every one of you. If you've received me and you're sitting here, if you're not, you, you kind of fall into two categories. Either I've done a work of grace in you or I desire to do a work of grace in you. But if you're sitting here, you're sitting here by divine appointment this morning because God wants to run towards you with his grace. And then he doesn't want to stop there. He wants you to grow in it. And so every single one of us, we're designed to grow. We're designed to increase. We're designed to keep moving further in everything uh, that God has for us. And so not only are we commanded to grow in it, but here's the next thing. Grace not only brings us into the family of God, but it helps us to walk with God. Somebody say help. You ever needed help? Just one person. Okay. I talk to this side. Y'all ever needed help? And so when you need, when you really need help, watch this, because some of us, we're so, we're so sophisticated that we don't even know how to ask for help. But when you really need it, you're not like, help. When you really need it, like, help. And sometimes we, in our walk with the Lord, we know, not any of you, because all of y'all are super safe, but in case there's one person that, that. Maybe you, you struggle a little bit and you deal with some stuff every now and then. You love God, but sometimes you reach situations where you need help. God, I need you to help me get through this. I need you to help me deal with this. I need you to help me to, to, to deal with the anxiety going on because I'm wondering about provision or something going on in my body or something going on in my family. And God says, "I run to you, to you. I want to run towards you with help and with grace so that you can continue to walk with me. You know this walk is not easy, right? i to be honest. In our time, there's a lot of, and, and maybe I'm not supposed to say this on a Sunday morning because all the experts say you're not supposed to say stuff like this on a Sunday morning, but in this time of, of get saved and, and get a relationship with Jesus and everything will be easy, people are finding out that's just not the case that I love God, but I'm going to go through some hard times, and I'm going to go through some struggles, and in those struggles, I need him to, 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 to reach out to me and sometimes hold my hand and sometimes to remind me that he's there and that he can give me the grace I need to make it through. Somebody say amen. Just so I know y'all are still in here. Okay. But God's grace, and here's where I want to get. God's grace, it sanctifies now, it's not a word that we use a lot anymore, but what that word means is to, to set apart or to make holy. None of our works, none of the things that we do, none of the things that we achieve, none of our accomplishments, none of uh, the things that we strive after, none of those things can make us right with God. You, you, do we understand that? The only thing that can make us right with God is what Pastor Kyle was talking about when we observed communion this morning, and that is the blood of Jesus. It's the blood of Jesus that brings us into right relationship with God. But the other act of grace that comes with that is now he sets us apart. In other words, he pulls us out from this world system and says, I will make you holy. Say this with me. Say it loud. Say, I am holy. Holy. Some of y'all are cringing right now. And you know why you cringe when you say that? Because when you leave here, you go home and you look in the mirror and you know you. Just like I do. When I lay down at night, I'm very acquainted with me. I'm acquainted with my weaknesses. I'm acquainted with my inadequacies. I'm acquainted with the places where I don't always say it right and I don't always do it right. But you know what he reminds me of? Because of the blood of Jesus, because of his grace, I am made holy by him. And that's something that we can celebrate and it's something that can actually allow us to walk with boldness. How many of you have ever tried to pray, but when you tried to pray, you thought about the mistakes that you made? And then you began to wonder, is God really gonna move for me? Is he gonna work with me? Because I know what I did, but here's what he tells us. And this is not in your notes, but I just feel led to say this to you this morning. Here's what he tells us. He says, when we are... Uh, in need of running to him in prayer. You know how he says to come? He says this in Hebrews, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that you can obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So the time of need is not the time to sit there and look at every place that you've fallen short, but it's a reminder that God invites you to the place of grace. You know you need it, right? Do we, do we, how many of you wake up every morning going, I need the grace of God. I need the favor of God on my life. I need the blessing of God on my life. I need to be reminded that he thinks about me and he cares about me and that he wants what's best for my life. Y'all forgive me. I'm getting excited before I want to. Um, and so here's what sanctifying grace does. Here's what it does. Number one is God's power and his ability purifying us and enabling us to live holy lives in a corrupt world. How many of you realized recently we got a few issues in our world? Like there's stuff that's going on, and if you're not careful and if you... Absorb too much of what is going on in the world, it will begin to affect you in a negative way. And you'll realize that even though, uh, you'll think about the fact that even though you're a child of God, it can get heavy on you because there's so much negativity, there's so much things that are coming against you. But God says, you know what? I need to remind you that if you have a relationship with me, you're set apart. And that means that I, I, I will enable you in the midst of everything going on around you, I will enable you to live a life that's pleasing to me. So that means that whatever is coming against you, whatever is attacking your mind and your heart, whatever it is that's making you think you get, you're not going to make it, God says, my grace is enough. My grace is enough to pull you out of the pit that this world is trying to say that you're in and allow you to live in a way that's pleasing to me. Say this with me. I can do it. Second thing it does is it keeps us from being contaminated. Contaminated. How many of you are on social media? You say, like, I don't want to say anything about it, but I know. How many of you know sometimes you can get on there and if you stay there long enough, it'll affect you like in an adverse way. I'm gonna talk to the people you know so that, not not you. I'm just, let me just talk to the people y'all know. So, so you know you, you have some people you know that are outside of this building and sometimes they'll get on their social media And what ends up happening is you've been praying for God to do something for you. And then you see them post that he did it for them. And you kind of like it and heart it out of spite. Y'all know what that means. It's like, I'm going to like it so they don't think I'm jealous. But it's kind of you jam your finger on there. And when is it my turn? Here's the point I'm trying to make with all of that. Almost anything you take in, if you're not careful outside of the word of God and things that He is, he's, he's kind of given us. Anything you take in has the, the, the capacity to affect you and contaminate you if you don't deal with it fast. But the good thing about the grace of God is he'll, things that hit you, but it won't stick. In other words, you... you like, man, that kind of was a gut punch seeing that or feeling that or somebody saying that to me. But you realize that God has a plan for you, that He has a purpose for you, that you're fully accepted by Him uh, because of the blood of Jesus, and that you can walk through this life realizing that even if it hits me, it doesn't have to take me down. Here's the bigger part of that I don't have to get sucked into stuff that God doesn't desire me to be involved in. Some people over the past I get to be myself, so, so, so some people, if I'm honest, over the past two years, relationships were severed, they were broken, they were, 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 were shattered. Watch this, because people got sucked into stuff that God never desired them to get sucked into. And so now I believe that God is able to bring a work of restoration, but understand something, any of this and all of this is made possible by the power and the grace of God so that we can say, you know what? I can hear it. I can see it. I can experience it, but it's not going to stick to me. I'm not going to allow the things of this world to keep me from building godly relationships, from staying in the fellowship with God, from being someone that is encouraged and is encouraging others. Somebody say amen in here. I'm just trying to help us because I believe that while the world is trying to stay stamp out the light that the church is supposed to be, that we can rise up when we realize that God's grace. Here's what Paul said. It's not in your notes. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. He said, by the grace of God, I am who I am. And then he goes on to say that that grace, because of the grace of God, I work much harder. And so I say to us today that maybe God brought you here this morning because he wanted to remind you, look, I've made something available for you. But I need you to light your fire again and go out and be who I created and called you to be. Number three, I've already said this kind of, but it's an impartation of God's holiness. So it's not anybody's idea of holiness. You know, people have, kind of have their own ideas of, oh, you're a Christian, so you shouldn't do this. Certainly there's some of that stuff. But grace is God imparting his, and we, we can't even grasp this, Pastor Kyle, He's he's imparting his perfect and complete holiness to all who receive his son, Jesus. So watch this. That means you're already loved by God as much as you ever will. There's nothing that you can do to make him love you less or love you more. And that even though we might mess up every day, we walk completely holy before him. And that's empowering because every time you think, watch this, not any of you, anytime you think, I'm not good enough to serve, I'm not good enough to be part of a team, I'm not good enough to pray for somebody, let me tell you something, baby. It's not about you, it's about what God has done for you and how He, listen, He will work through you to make a difference, not only in this world but in the people in your life. See, that's a different message. Let me, let me stay where I'm supposed to be. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. I want you to listen to this. It's in the Amplified. It says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. That means the work that he wants to do in you, he wants to do in every part of you. Here's why we wrestle with that, because like when people come over your house, you you ever had somebody come over your house, and so you you clean up just enough so that the areas that they're going to be in are are okay, and so you kind of just, it's kind of last moment, so you just kind of throw everything else. Y'all got that closet. Everybody has one. It's kind of, if we don't have time to clean it up, it kind of goes there. And so there's always that one person that comes in your house and they're nosy, but they don't want to tell you they're nosy. So they kind of just try to find out different places. But here's the the reason I give you that that illustration is because we all have places that we willingly invite God into, into our lives. We we do. Like, God, you come on and move in this and work in this. But we all also have that room that we kind of, don't want him to touch because we got that. We, we got that one. It's kind of our thing. But he says, I want to work in you, watch this, through and through. That means all of you. He says that that is separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart For his purpose. He has a purpose for every single one of us. And he says, may your spirit and your soul and your body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what he's saying. From the time you build a relationship with me until the time you enter eternity, I'm doing a sanctifying work in you. I'm working on you every day. Which means it's okay to say, you know what? I am a work in progress but his grace is doing it every single day. And when I fall short, I just get back up and rely on the grace of God and the favor of God to help me to do this uh, another day. So many people, they quit and they walk off on God because I can't measure up. Listen, let me, let me, let me help you. you. You in your flesh will never measure up. And that's good news because it means it invites God to have an opportunity to say, I'm gonna take your hand every single day of your life. And I'm gonna help you, and all you gotta do is receive my help. Here's the point grace gives us the victory over negative thought patterns and old habits. You ever had a a habit that didn't die easily? I I just, I started at the beginning of this year, I said, I refuse to be a pastor that creates a situation where people have to walk around with masks and stay bound. Talking about spiritual masks, y'all. And there's periods in our life where we have thought patterns and habits that do not die easily. It's like that thing, every time you get stressed, you run to that. Or every time you get anxious, you run to that. And every time you do it, it seems a little harder to, in your mind, get back to God. And here's what I'm telling you, is that by the grace of God and his sanctifying work, he says, I can free you from those things that are holding you bound. But we have to reach out to him every day and say, Lord, I can't do this without your grace and without your help. One of the greatest things and decisions you ever make on a Sunday morning is come do this. Because it's to remind you, I got hope. To remind you that it's not over yet and that the grace of God will help you. But here's our responsibility. because There's some some stuff we have to do. First Peter chapter 2 verses 1 through 2. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit and hypocrisy and jealousy and all unkind speech. It says, and like newborn babes, you must crave spiritual, pu- pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into, watch, well, it's a full experience of salvation. Repeat this with me. I want it all. See, when when. The, I don't just, I've got to, I don't just want a portion of what God wants to do. I want everything that he has for me. God, everything you want to do in my life, when I leave this place, I don't want to take any of it to the grave. Everything that you desire to do in and through me, I want you to do it. And he says, I'll do it. But when those areas come up, see, grace is also a revealer. It says some areas that come up that you need to get rid of, got to get, get rid of them. When jealousy rises up, you got to put it down. Quickly, And then the only way to really do it is to continue to crave and hunger and thirst for the word of God in your life. We're in a time where people think you, you need all kinds of different things in order to be a successful believer. Listen, you need the word of God. You need prayer. You need fellowship. And if you have those three things, you are on the way to a victorious walk with the Lord. What's your point with all of this, pastor? Well, glad you asked. Grace is first about what God has done. If you look at the works of Jesus, God is the initiator. And what I mean by that grace is about first what he does for you. Because before I ask, God says, before I ask anything of you, there's something I want to do for you. So I'm going to give you something. And watch this. He says, it's also about what he enables us to do. So the grace in you is now an enablement to do everything that he designed you to do. Is there a part of you that says, man, I just know inside of me there's something significant that God wants to do in my life. There's more that he wants to do than I feel like even he's doing today or right now. There's a reason for that because he imparted something into you. He planted a seed of grace inside of you and says, now I'm enabling you to go and do something with it. I want to kind of wind this a little bit, sort of. Grace is the key to victorious living. It's the key that helps us to live victoriously uh, with God. Romans chapter 5, verse 20 to 21. God's law was given so that people could see how sinful they were. I stopped here Thursday night because I thought it was important. If you don't understand this, you'll read the Bible wrong. The law has a purpose, I'm not, there's a separate whole message for this, it has a purpose. Its purpose is to point you to the need for Jesus. Do, do we understand that? If, if you look at it any other way, you'll read it wrong and you'll start to hold people to stuff uh, in, in an unreasonable way. Now there's certain things that are right and wrong to do, but the point, understand, when God gives the law, it's just to show you your need for Jesus. How many of you know we need him? We need him every day of our life. I know we're, many times we're used to being told how wonderful we are, but we need Jesus because we're not wonderful apart from him. And so he says, but as people sin more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God, and resulting in eternal life through Jesus. All he's saying is we can't separate God's grace from the total teaching of scripture. In other words, it's all there for a reason. God said, look, there's right and wrong ways to do things, but understand, my law is to point you to my need, your need for me. Romans chapter six, verse one. Here's where I I, I like to go, and I think we'll take off from here and be finished. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more his wonderful grace. So you have a whole side of people who say, oh, because of grace, I can just do whatever I want. And that's why we don't want to talk about it. He says, no, because of grace, you should actually have more of a motivation to live in a way that pleases God. So grace is not a license to sin, but an empowerment to win. It's not a license to sin. It's not free reign to do whatever you want and mess yourself up. No, it's actually an empowerment for you to have victory in every area of your life. And so Jude talks about this and he says, dear friends, I've been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I find that I must write about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once and for all to his holy people. He says, I say this because there's some ungodly people who've warmed their way into your churches. And this is why, again, some people don't want to talk about grace because there's people who wormed their way into churches, and this is what they teach, that God's marvelous grace allows us to live immoral lives. So where, where are you going with all this? Here, here's the point. God's grace not only saves us, but it trains us. It trains us to live in a way that, that God can work in our lives. It, it's, Grace is the launching pad that propels us into a life of obedience to God's word and spirit. Stand with me as I do this last scripture and just give you this, because I want, I want us to, to kind of focus here. Because I said everything I said to get to this text. Some people are like, well, you could have just got to that first. No, no. Listen, everything that I said this day is to get to this scripture. And I want you to really hear it with your heart and ask God as I read it and share these last quick things where am I? Where am I with this? And so here's what it says Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. So grace is not something we're waiting on. It's already here. But look what it says. And we are instructed to turn from godless living, sinful pleasures, And we should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness. Look at this last part in devotion to God. Let me ask you a question. Don't raise your hand. I just want you to think about it. When was the last time you did what you did at a sincere devotion to God? No other motives. Not what it could do for you. Not how much your check was going to be. Not, not if you had the promise of a position or prominence. Or When was the last time you did it out of devotion to God? When was the last time you prayed because you were devoted to God? When was the last time you served? Just because you love God. Because the truth is, Church should help you know God better and love Jesus more. When was the last time you prayed for somebody? Out a devotion to God. Y'all worship was amazing this morning, but you know what it comes out of? It's not the practice. The practice is great. It's devotion to God. Everything we do will make a difference in people's lives if it comes out of a devotion to Almighty God. While we look forward to the hope of that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. Some people call me an old man in a young man's body. And the reason they do that is because I can get a little old school and I'm like, man, there's coming a day when all of this will be said and done and we've got to stand before God. And what a beautiful thing that we couldn't boast in our works, but if there's one thing we could say is, man, I love God. And it's only empowered by his grace. And so the invitation, quickly, I believe you got people praying, prayer partners here. Here's what I'd like you to do. Bow your head because here's what I'd like you to do. Grace gives us four things. And. It's the power to carry out God's will. And some of you came in and said, I just want to know what the will of the Lord is so I can do it. Grace gives you the power to carry out God's will. It's the power to be conformed to the image of Christ. It's the power to defeat carnality and worldly corruption. And it's the power to live a life as a powerful witness to the Lord. So if you're in here, here's what I want to ask in these few minutes that we have. You say, I I need to know how to do the will of God, and I want to be empowered to do it more. If that's you, just lift your hand quickly. Nobody's going to embarrass you or call you out. you feel like you need prayer, there's people here who will pray for you, but I'm going to just pray a general prayer as I feel led over that. Secondly, if you're here, I'm going to say it like I hear it in my spirit. My back is against the wall. There's things that I'm desperate for the Lord to do. And I need a miracle in my life. If that's you, lift your hand up high. Don't be ashamed. I just want to pray a general prayer. Father, I thank you for everybody in this room. Thank you for your grace. For it makes every other part of our walk with you possible. Thank you for every heart and mind assembled here today. Those who have opened their hearts to receive from you, those who have uplifted hands, I ask you to move in their lives this day. Run towards them with your grace. Run towards them with your mercy. Help them in the place that they need it the most, those who prayed for the enablement and the power to accomplish your will, make your will clear to them, and then set them on fire and a blaze in their hearts to do it. If there's anyone in this room that doesn't know you, bring them to a saving knowledge of yourself right where they sit, God. Let them acknowledge that you died for their sins, that you rose three days later with all power in your hands so that they could have a right to a relationship with you. And by the Holy Spirit, teach them, lead them, guide them, instruct them and help them on this journey. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Above all we can ask, think, or imagine, according to the power that works in us and to the one that's able to keep us from stumbling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power. Oh, now and forever. In Jesus' name. God bless you.
0: Sometimes a sermon leaves you just wanting a little more. If this message has stirred a hunger to go deeper in God's word, and you want to learn more about this teaching and how to practically apply it to your everyday walk, make sure to subscribe to our Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. There you're going to find some great conversations between Next Steps director, Christina Scott, along with Pastor Kyle or another leader or guest speaker. We'll link it in the show notes for you. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus or feel led to recommit your life to Christ, we want to celebrate with you and talk with you about what your next step might be. If you're ready to join a group or a serve team or even to request prayer, for all of these things, you can text the keyword Fathom to 97000 anytime and follow the prompts. We love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you tune in again soon.